0: thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to get into it, man. You know, like a, like a sex machine, man, moving, doing it. You know, can I count it off? Go one, two, three, four. Oh, welcome in. Happy draft day. And it's a, of course, another free Guillermo show. It's a Thursday edition of the free Guillermo show and it's happy draft day to one and all a big day. It's a day where the NFL and their executives and their scouts leak information about kids and what they tweeted when they were 16 or what gas mask they put on to smoke weed out of so that particular team can have their player fall to them in the NFL draft. Welcome to the wonderful world of the National Football League. And, and speaking
1: of, uh, of what our show is all about, and I know that the free Guillermo hashtag has gained so much heat on Twitter that it would be foolish to, to change it now. But is there any way you could change it? So it might be too long to let's not get Guillermo injured while he's in Tacoma. Is that well, too long a hashtag? I was,
0: I was telling this to, for people who didn't, don't know the story. I was I informed, actually, Jackson about this. And, and Jackson, back at work after uh, suffering a, have, have you, an accident yesterday. You know, Now, I, I was told you, that we got to tread lightly on this story. Have you seen this? Though? <laughs> have, you, have you asked him
1: a question today? <laughs> Pretend I'm Jackson and ask me a question.
0: Uh, Jackson, uh, how you feeling today? <laughs> You, you are you you really aren't turning he said he was at the chiropractor yesterday and 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 shocker the chiropractor told him you need to come back about three or four times oh, a week. you gotta be kidding
1: me you and gotta be kidding me there
0: a shock. playing through pain that's all we can say more. Uh, you're, you're great I'm lo- uh, we love that you're here I tell him I and uh, the Heredia, I made a joke to him I said boy man the Mariners they want each Earl so much on this baseball team <laughs> that they actually had a guy last night hit Guillermo Haredi on purpose so he would get hurt. Paying a
1: guy on Fresno. Hey, here's an extra 5000 bucks.
0: Jerry, uh, Jerry, uh, uh, get me Fresno. Yeah. Um, Hey, whoever's going to pitch against Haredi in that first inning, can you make sure that's high and inside and hits him on the uh, wrist? We need him on the DL. We'll know for sure if they acquire the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so. acquired and promoted to the big leagues. Heredia gets hit on the wrist. Now, I think the latest I saw from, uh, okay. from the old human pony keg, he's okay. Uh, from Ryan Devers. That he's fine, but that was scary. Yeah, you didn't need him getting hurt down there uh, in Tacoma. But it is draft day. And, and at some point during the show, uh, we will have gas probably – because we've been teasing it for weeks now, the, uh, the Gas Man Big Board.
1: Now, the Big Board actually is going to be released. The first round will be released tomorrow, my sure. Big Board, uh, and then I'll release the other the next three rounds on uh, Saturday morning, and then we'll release the final rounds on Saturday night, and then we'll have the whole seven-round Gas Man
0: Big Board draft. Love it. Uh, let's just promote what's going on, because what we've been talking about this. We've been hyping it up. Uh, and you've you've said this from the very beginning, and I agree with mm-hmm. you 100%. There's not a station in America that has a, a better lineup today of NFL experts that will break down the draft starting at 5 o'clock. Furness will kind of get things started in terms of our coverage away from the station. Uh, he'll be at Dino starting at 1 o'clock. Tony Softley will join him from 2 to 3 o'clock. And then Dave Softy mahler who, again, brings his golf quiet voice inside the VMAC headquarters when he does his show – all of the reporters and Seahawks personnel love having Softy in the VMAC
1: because he's so <laughs> cognizant of all the other stuff that's going on. Is what you're saying? He
0: will he will hit the airwaves uh, at three o'clock. He'll be joined uh, by Hugh and Holmgren and Tony Softly and myself, Chuck, and Hugh and Tony uh, from seven to nine. So we will have you covered throughout the entire day. Uh, we'll be here for you on the radio, uh, updating you everything that's happening uh, in the NFL draft. And just keep in mind, Tony Softly. Vice President of Player Personnel for the Rams. He was in the uh, worked in the scouting department for the Carolina Panthers over 15 years in the NFL in terms of front office. Mike Holmgren. He's won a few Super Bowl championships. Mm-hmm. He's run an organization, the Seahawks. He was the president and also GM of the Seahawks. Of course, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Hugh Millen spent uh, what uh, eight. Eight years in the NFL.
1: No, uh, 12, or, 12. 12 years 12, in the 12 14, years. Did I get that wrong? 18 years?
0: Right. Uh, 18 he years. He was a
1: six-time Super Bowl champ. No, he was in, I, I want to say, years. about 12 years uh, maybe he was in the
0: league. Uh, NFL veteran, Hugh Yeah, Mullen. right, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Rob Rang, who works at NFL Draft Scout. And then and, and Rob, I'm going to tell you, he knows all of the – I mean, they all these guys know everyone. Puck, you were right. Eight years. Was I it eight years? You, I gave hey, you credit. Hey, How about hey, that? Congratulations. Eight, seven, thank ninety-five. Thank you very much. Uh, Rob Rang, who uh, – has got a wealth of knowledge on all these guys. In fact, Rob just sent a tweet out about two hours ago, and it's just kind of a, here's my mock draft, here are my sleepers, here are my six bold predictions. And Rob is so connected uh, to a lot of GMs in the league, He's really connected to this team down in Renton, mm-hmm. and um, not that he's tipping picks later today, but he just has a sense of what they're looking at.
1: Well, if he um, was, I'd be losing his site even more, and I use his yeah, site a lot. In great. all honesty, I'm, I'm kind of cynical a little bit about the draft, but I, I, I get into it. And yeah. you, you look as, there is no better site than Rent. It's, it's insane how much information is and, on that and site. And it's
0: so, dot NFL stra- uh, NFLDraftScout.com is so easy to use, the way he set it up and the tabs and, and the kind of the Excel spreadsheet look to it, and you can tap you know tap on guys and you know find all this information on them. It's awesome. So the collection of those four guys, and then you know Softy, who I think long snapped in high school. Um, I was mm-hmm. a two way player in seventh grade from Meeker Junior High, yeah, uh, yeah. Pioneer Football. Right? Uh, so listen, the football knowledge, we'll have you covered later yeah. today.
1: There you go. Well, good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. And we also. Are Seattle's only radio home of the NFL draft?
0: Only radio home. Yes, the, the other
1: guys don't care. They actually no, they no. ran an editorial this yeah. morning saying we don't care no. about the National Football League draft, and 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 that's we where, care. We're different. We care. We we really do. You, you can you we can care. see it right down in, in, into our bones. We feel this draft w- like you. Do. We
0: care about the entire draft. Of course, the draft brought to you by uh, Frost Brewed Coors Light. Now, the entire mountain, draft or our draft. Wherever coverage? your mountain climb on. Yeah. Yeah. The entire draft. Uh, all the draft, not all just us. All the, every single no, thing. No, just happening. us. Oh, us. Okay, Got I it. think just us, right? Got it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just making sure that I read this whole thing. I love how I was given the updated sheet, but then it has all this everything promoting the mock draft from yesterday.
2: And, well, and, ignore that
0: part of it, obviously. Yeah, obviously, Puck. What's the matter with you? Well, I'm a dumb animal. I'm like, Look, uh, mock, I'm like Barkley. Whatever you put in front of me, I'll just read.
1: The mock draft is fine, but it's now over, so it is irrelevant at this point. Does, I mean, it's, it's it's cool. It's a nice little piece of information. We'll I compare listen, it to the real draft. I listened
0: it, it, to it. I listened to a lot of it yesterday, just kind of driving around, walking around, doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. They take it serious. It's it's crazy, and uh, it, it was fun. It's a good kind of precursor to the draft because Hugh... Has done so much research on all of these guys right. that you know when these guys get selected today in the first round, he's going to what he said yesterday. He's going to repeat it today. It's just it gives you a great idea of the guys that are in the draft and where they're going to go. I mean, mm. it's you know where, wherever those guys were selected yesterday is you know there's a good chance they'll be selected kind of right there. Yeah, right, so, right. So good.
1: Good, well, and we're all, we're all ready to roll. We've got a poll question what, themed to the draft. Because this,
0: this, th- this one is a great poll question because yeah. it ties into, of course, the, the big story today right. is, is Josh Allen. Uh, we could care less that, that Josh Allen uh, really completed 55% of his passes in college against terrible competition. Mm. What really is going to have him slide in the draft mm. is uh, is some quoting of rap lyrics that he did when he was 16 years old in high school. That yeah. used offensive language.
1: Some of these tweets that they're talking about, that they're saying are controversial, go back to when he was fourteen.
0: It's 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 that this is when we are, we brought this up with uh, the the kid from Villanova. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Which you know what? I'll say this: it is so stupid.
1: Maybe we're buying into all the hype. The kid from Villanova—I can't even remember his name—and I don't think it affected him one David bit. I Jim think Leo. most most people, I think. Are like you know, knock it off. And this is where the media, this is where people cannot stand the media right now. Are the people that do this kind of stuff where you're just you're literally creating a story, and and it and 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 you're not you're not giving it any context, you're not giving it any depth or any, and it just goes out there. And I I think there's a lot of people more savvy than we think that look at this and go that is BS. And I don't care about.
0: Are it. we more upset about the media, or from? Uh, I love the Adam Schefter tweet. Where he laid it out, the word around the league is, is yeah. that a team leaked this. I'm like, really? You yeah. you don't say, Adam? Come
1: on, Adam! Really? Uh, are
0: you more upset about the media going with the story, or a fact that, that a team is doing this on purpose? The team is doing this on purpose yeah. because they want him to fall down to them.
1: But both, and and I mean, it, it just the, the, the we as well again. NFL media doesn't exist anymore. The NFL media is absolutely lap-dogged into doing whatever the league tells them. Yeah. Almost not they, they, they Trust me, the next bad thing you see about the NFL that comes from an NFL insider, you know, that guy will be an NFL outside. They, yeah. they, so I... I don't think it really critical media of the NFL doesn't exist. the NFL all their teams have these cushy you know they they, they 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 keep them in their offices they feed them they tell them when they go here they tell them when they go there they tell them when the press conference are they tell them everything they want them to know it the, the NFL and it, it, you know it's it's the NFL does a great job of managing their own information and this is this is just another example yeah, it of it it just stinks
0: I mean the I, NFL
1: I, network I, just debated yeah. this for 10 minutes well, everyone,
0: a, everyone's going to debate it. It's going, it's going to be the like the the kid for the Dolphins. What was it last year, two years ago? That you know, right before he was going to be selected, there's a picture of him on the internet with a gas mask around. And I may be honest. I mean, it's it's you know, we're in the 2000s. Who hasn't worn a gas mask and smoked a ball? In I mean, come <laughs> with on. a gas mask. I mean, come on, everyone has done that. So our Twitter poll question indeed surrounds Josh Allen at, at
1: Gasman at... 206. You can vote. Turnout tepid so far. Okay. I don't know. Maybe people are tired of the NFL draft. Which puck gas show member should be most worried about his high school tweets? <laughs> and, and we've got uh, the four we're using today are, are, are me, you, felt, and then Slick because he's on the updates. Okay, uh, and and right now, thirty nine percent of the uh, votes. Puck's dirty photos of date. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't want that to come out? That's no, no good if that no, comes out? No, if I out. had
0: social media in high school, this would be bad. Adam Schefter is awful.
1: reporting now that you have dirty photos of you on a date. Yeah, yeah. this
0: would be terrible.
1: 30, I, I, yeah, It'd the, be awful. 35% say uh, Slick's anti-USA tweets. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Slick is, is, a, is a a veteran. Slick went and served the country. Uh, he did, you know, he did, I mean, we're, we're, we're free today in part sure. due to Slick's But there's effort. a chance he turned like Brody. We don't know. Yeah. We, well, like, when the tweets come out, we'll know the truth. 22% say Feltz's love of Molly. And we're not talking about a girl here. <laughs> we're talking about we Feltz being addicted to the drug Molly oh. when he was in high school. Oh, That's- okay. He was gacked 95% of the time. Where did Jeez. you go to high school? Sorry? Where'd you go to high school? Lake See, He's on Molly right now. Lake Washington? Lake Washington. Known
0: Molly abuser.
1: Is that the I mean, home of the kangaroos? Winita. Yes, yeah. it is,
0: but that's what we need. We need
1: You know what's funny is thinking about kangaroos when you're gacked on Molly. Yeah, that's the, just funny as hell. Someone
0: stuff. who came up with the nickname and the mascot kangaroos was on Molly.
1: Yeah, they're like, hey, Lake Washington, they're in a kangaroo within about 9 million yeah. miles of here. I've, I've never I've, understood I've that. F-
2: Why the kangaroo? Oh, I've, I've spent a few days inside of that kangaroo. Can uh, anyone. Mascot uh, costume. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have
0: buried the lead again this morning. Morning. You need to be on Molly to be in a kangaroo costume.
1: You were the mascot at Lake Washington High School. I was the backup to the backup, and I did it probably three three wait, times. Wait Boy, yeah, see, that's something you, you shouldn't admit that because that means you weren't you, you were like third string. You weren't good enough to be a kangaroo. No, because uh, well, I was the guy if the other guy then got sick, so I mean, got and, Molly. And, and everybody's <laughs> on Molly out there, so they got to try and have some guy still sober enough to yeah. be in the kangaroo. I, suit. I did it for one football so game. You and were we the, lost you were the, about sixty. You so. were the scout
0: team kangaroo.
1: Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome I don't know. that's ahead. what he was that's great
1: and i didn't have enough i couldn't word mine properly okay. i felt like chloe on 24 i was under the gun i put gas tweeting knack lyrics the knack you go back and look at my sharona racial insensitivity all the way through okay
0: it. all right there we go.
1: I don't even think that's true, but what I don't, the hell? I have
0: no idea. I'm just going to agree with you. Do you
1: remember the Knack? Uh, no. Yeah, they're, they're they're really kind of I, – I, okay. I remember they, they had a brief comeback in the 90s. I remember Bob Case, who was the PD here at the time, said, Oh, the Knack, they're they're big right now. And I'm like, No, they're not. Don't <laughs> kid yourself. This is not no, – none of the cool kids are listening to this right now.
0: Uh, we're going to have – we had a great chat yesterday with Charles Davis from the NFL Network, also Fox Sports. If you're watching the NFL Network today, Charles is going to be all over. It's going to be himself. And really, Mike Mayock are the two guys. And Charles is, is excellent. We, of course, had him on yesterday, as we do every single Wednesday, breaking down the draft and breaking down the NFL. We're going to replay that conversation we had with him yesterday, just talking about things to look for in the draft, what the Seahawks will be angling toward, and all of the things to get you caught up on the draft. I'll give you this, though, quickly, the story that has been out there for a few hours, and maybe even yesterday as well. Dan Graziano of ESPN. You know, there's been this talk about Seattle and Dallas going back and forth. Seattle Seattle wants a first round pick uh, from Dallas. Dallas, uh, the latest has been has been rumored to been offering them their second round pick, fiftieth overall, for Earl Thomas. But they also want to guarantee from Earl Thomas that he will sign a long term deal. We'll talk about that later in the show. Charles Davis joined us yesterday. We'll replay that coming up next as he breaks down the NFL draft now back to puck and the gas man on your home for seattle's best nfl draft coverage sports radio 950 kjr welcome back to a thursday edition puck and the gas man from the carter volkswagen studio it is draft day our coverage from uh, down in renton will begin with softy at three o'clock from the vmac ian will be over at dino's right across the street from one to three o'clock tony softly will join him for a couple of hours and then We'll head all over to the VMAX starting at three o'clock. Softy, Mike Holmgren, uh, Hugh Millen, Tony Softly, uh, myself, Chuck. We'll all be over there and coverage. Uh, Andy and until nine o'clock. Gas and I caught up with Charles Davis yesterday. Our weekly visit uh, with the man that you'll see tonight on the NFL Network breaking down uh, tonight's draft. Key players, not only for the Seahawks but the quarterbacks in the draft. Where is the depth uh, in this draft? And uh, we started off our conversation yesterday, just asking about his latest mock draft. All right, Charles, I'm looking at Charles Davis Mock Draft 3.0, and before oh, I... yeah, it's
2: finally it's finally out. Yeah, Yay. it's
0: there. Um, I don't know how much this is is different from uh, the 1.0 and 2.0, but you got Sam Darnold oh, going different. number one to the Cleveland Browns. You don't buy you don't buy into the smokescreen, the hype that Baker Mayfield, who is grabbing his crotch all over the field, may be the mm-hmm. number one pick for the Browns.
2: Listen, we're all guessing at this point anyway. And unless we have the absolute inside information, and I believe firmly that John Dorsey, the GM of Cleveland, he's known for a few days who he's decided to take. And I'll bet he shared that with maybe the owner and probably not much outside of that. Mm. Information just moves too fast. There's just no getting around it. Mm. And I said this for many, many years, and I don't think it's an original thought, but it's one I've got more conviction about than almost anything else. People love being insiders. Because it allows them to tell things to people that those people didn't know, and they get to lord it over them. That's why no one keeps a secret. Okay? <laughs> right. Get secrets, you get, I mean, I've got this information. I can't share it with anyone. It's like when Monica Lewinsky gave her great interview. I think it was Diane Sawyer and said, I told 10 people that I was having an affair with the president. And Diane Sawyer went, 10? And she goes, Well, for me, that wasn't very many. (laughs) (laughs) That tells you what we're like as as human beings. So I think Dorsey is sitting right there. Now, whether he he chooses the guy that I predict, Sam Darnold, or whether he takes Mayfield or Allen remains to be seen, but I've just decided I'm not going to listen to everything that's out there right now. I have a feeling it's Darnold, and I decided to go with it.
1: It'll be interesting to see whatever Cleveland does with two of the top four picks because – you know I, I there's a side of me that wants to feel sorry for whoever they take i mean they're both going to make good money and they're going to be living out their dream of playing in the nfl but geez you know again and again and again this franchise just keeps spinning its wheels You've got to wonder if if this is going to be what finally kind of puts them, you know, not even over the hump, but just gets them moving a little bit with two of the the top four players. I mean, how does a guy? How do you think a guy, if it's Darnold or new, no matter who it is, how does that first choice feel that day? On on the one hand, you're the number one pick in the draft. On the other hand, you're going to a team that can't do anything right.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And I think here's how I think that they feel. All right, without being inside their their head. I think that they feel like this is absolutely the greatest day of my life. This is the greatest honor I've had to be the number one draft in the NFL. I will always have that. And by the way, you're darn right to got me because this winning is about to commence.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the guy. With,
2: yes, these kids come into with the ultimate optimism. They haven't been jaded yet like the rest of us have. All right, these kids haven't lived through what the Browns have lived through since they've been an expansion team back in the league. They haven't lived. Through, they haven't gone through all that. You have to have that kind of an ego, let's face it, to do what we do, right? Just think about it. Every day we go out there and we pop our chops and we put ourselves on the line and we get, you know, some people say some nice things to us on Twitter and a lot of people tell us how stupid and loud and arrogant and brash (laughs) we are and and don't want to hear the sound of our voices anymore. That's the way of the world. But you come back every day and you do it because you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing. That's how these kids feel. Now, the rest of us are going, oh, boy, <laughs> that could be the beginning of the end of his career right there. He doesn't know it. He doesn't care. He thinks that he's going to go out there and change it all up and go in huddle the first time and go, guess what, guys? We're taking downfield 90 yards. Let's go get a touchdown. and. The Browns are on a new path, and that's the way they're supposed to feel.
0: Right, Charles. Just look at the rest. Just to the top five. So you have three quarterbacks going in the top five: Darnold to the Browns, Baker Mayfield three to the Jets. I love, I love Baker Mayfield going to New York. I think that'd be fantastic. And then Josh Rosen, number five uh, to the Denver Broncos. A, a lot has been played uh, in the last you know twenty four hours on your network. Uh, the interview yep. that uh, that Josh Rosen did. And some would say, boy, he was was defiant, he was cocky, he was arrogant. Some people love that, love that about him. Others are like, man, he is really, he's kind of putting himself out there. And I don't like that look for my CEO of my football team. His interview um, that he did the other day, uh, how did you read that?
2: I read it that it was authentic. Mm. That's who he is. And you're just going to have to, you know, your team and your organization are going to know that. And that's what you're going to draft based off of it all. Remember this. Let, let's go back because I'm 53. Okay?
0: Well, you look like Don't you're 32 it. for crying out loud. God,
2: God bless you. Yeah. And, and, and you can say that all day long. <laughs> and if you want to put a band behind me that, that, that plays it, <laughs> you know. Now he's coming around. Now he wants the band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, say, I say now we take the band. Okay? Mm-hmm. But anyway, go back to, to the history of quarterbacks. You've had them in all shapes and forms and personalities mm-hmm. nameless guarantee didn't just emerge where he just woke up one day he always had that brashness that cockiness to him i remember reading about his first press conference when he's when he got hired when he got signed by the jets and Sonny werblin and someone said joe joe i understand that you got a brand new cadillac a brand new black cadillac as part of your deal he goes nah i didn't and they're like what he goes "Nah, it's green Jet green. And so these guys who have that in them, that's just who they are. The idea that Josh Rosen needs needs to change, well, maybe you want him to tone down some of what he says to the media and all, but he has to be who he is. He has to be authentic, and you have to work through that. And I gave him to Denver partly because, obviously, they haven't solved the quarterback issue, even though they've signed Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum is more of a bridge than he is an absolute future. But when they've done their best winning They've had strong personalities at quarterback. John Elway is not exactly a shrinking violet, okay? Mm. Peyton Manning, that's a pretty strong personality of quarterback. And now you bring in this kid, I think this organization understands it. I think the city gets these guys for the most part, and, and they need that kind of a kid. So that's kind of where I went. So I'm not too worried about that part of it. I worry more about his medical. Mm. I worry more that he didn't finish two seasons due to injury, okay? Those sorts of things are things that I'm more concerned about with Josh Rosen.
1: What What's uh, Elway's relationship with Manning now? Have they
2: stayed close? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. I would have a hard time thinking that they wouldn't. Right. My understanding is that Peyton and his family still live in the Denver area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that he still has great ties with the Broncos organization. It'd be a shock to me to find out otherwise.
1: Because they're, they're, and you know where I'm going with this, whoever they take at five, if it's a quarterback, you'd be stepping into a situation where there's John Elway, there's Peyton Manning right there mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. you. I mean, I mean, if you've got the natural talent that we think all five of mm-hmm. these guys have, what a dream situation to land in for a quarterback to it think, is. God, I-, I can have these two guys teaching me. How perfect will that be?
2: It is if that quarterback is willing to listen. Right. And, 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 I, and here's my 53-year-old version talking now. Not my optimistic just got drafted for number one quarterback talking, okay? Seen it too many times. In Orlando, when Penny Hardaway, Shaq, remember that team? Mm-hmm. They brought in Julius Irving, the doctor for us. We're like, oh, my God, they brought Julius Irving into the front office. <laughs> you know what the doctor was charged with? teaching these youngsters how to be pros tell them all about it you know whether he's putting together a manual just talking to them every day giving them some wisdom the whole deal do you know those cats didn't even want to talk to the doctor mm.
1: huh. ah. yeah, what do i need yeah, from this your time, guy
2: your, your, your time's past brother i really you can't tell me that's the 1970s man mm. okay now i'm probably i'm going over the top but the truth of the matter is that just did not work out And that was mainly the players kind of going, ah, you know, that sort of thing. So those kids who are willing to listen, learn, take that knowledge on, it's all there for them. But there's no guarantee that you get that. And I'm not pointing a finger at any young kid. I'm just saying, we talk about the younger generation all the time. At one point, we were the younger generation. Did we always listen when we should have? Did we always take in the knowledge we should have? Do we have regrets? I'll just speak for me. There's times that I wish I'd listened more. Mainly to, you know, hey, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy, you were right about that. I think I was very good about listening to my elders, though, and following the path and seeing what they had done before. I think that part I did well. Sometimes I didn't quite believe certain things because you have such a strong belief in, in youth and yourself they've got to find out if these kids want to do that because that would be a great tool and a great resource to sit and learn from that's for sure.
0: Charles Davis, our guest from the NFL Network. You're going to see him on your on your television tube uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, all-day coverage on the NFL Network. He joins on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, his appearance weekly, brought to you by uh, Premier Golf. All right, at uh, number 18, if the Seahawks keep it, and they stay there, but yeah. we, we all assume in this city they're going to trade out. You have uh, you have them selecting a cornerback Josh Jackson uh, out of Iowa. When when you read the profile on him, he seems like the absolute perfect fit uh, for Seattle.
2: Yeah, just by how they've played and, and look at the profile of guys that they've had who have done very well there in recent years with the Legion of Boom. Richard Sherman was never going to beat you in a flat out sprint race; that wasn't his thing. But Richard didn't take any false steps because he was such a student of what was going on out there. And I think sometimes I got lost about what he did. I remember watching him practice and I just, I wrote it down and, and I still got it in my notes somewhere. He takes very, very few false steps. Okay. And that's a big part of playing the position is understanding what they can do to you before the ball snap, putting yourself in a position to take a lot of that away and being able to make plays on the football. Josh Jackson's a one-year starter at Iowa. Okay, So if you go back and look at his profile, prior to last year, you know how many interceptions he had for his career? Zero. Mm -hmm. And you're like, ooh, what's going on here? Last year he gets in the action, first time starter, first time he's got a chance, he gets eight. Now, some of those came in flurries. Remember the Ohio State game? I mean, the ball just came to him as just such a magnet. But he made plays on the football. Long-limbed guy. Long arms, that type of corner that you've seen play at Seattle and play so well. That was the reason I fit him there. Now you're exactly right. If, if we're doing all the rest of it, I think Seattle's looking for a dance partner to get out and drop back. But there's no telling if they'll if they'll find that one. And I think Josh Jackson fits. I think they could also think defensive front there. Okay, they've got another spot. You know, look, Bennett's gone now. Averill's likely gone. Right, Sheldon Richardson took off in free agency. You know, I know Jaron Reed is there, but they still have some stuff, some needs up front. And that's a big part of what they do on defense as well.
0: Hey, one thing that you could use uh, on the on the show tomorrow and then in yes. the, no. the next few days, because this is interesting, and, and all the guys, all the beat writers have, have done this homework, and even our guys, uh, Hugh Millen, our former quarterback, Hugh Millen, I'm sure you know Hugh, Hugh he's that, he's love, on love, our love coverage. You. Yeah, we have Hugh and Tony Softley. And Tony Softley, of course, well, worked with the, Oh, you got hey, those two? Yeah, those are our I mean, two guys,
2: got, and, Mike <laughs> and, and Mike Holmgren.
1: And Mike Holmgren and Rob Rang. There's not a radio yeah. station in America more ready for this draft than we are.
2: So Okay, here's the deal. When you have the summit meeting next year with all those guys, will you invite me, please, so I can sit and get sure. some of this knowledge? Sure, absolutely.
0: We'll fly out here. We'll, we'll treat you I mean, you these guys class. are big
2: time. We'll have the band. We'll have
0: the, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> So the one thing. Play March of the Emperor. I love it. The one thing, the history. This is real interesting. The history under Pete Carroll and drafting cornerbacks, they have never selected a cornerback with shorter arm length than 32 inches. Yeah, they have a formula. They have they, a formula. And, and Josh Jackson is at 31 and 1-8. Now, I don't yeah. know if that says they can't take him, but it, it's just real interesting that when you start it's, looking at the cornerbacks, it's always through 32-inch arms.
2: Yeah, it's a heck of an indicator. Yeah. And and teams in the best-drafting people stick to their formula and make very few exceptions. So if they make an exception for him, it's strictly because of his ball skills. Right. Right, so that's 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 where that comes down. Because you know, when you look around and you start doing it, teams that get away from their formulas, you know, what those teams are high drafting teams year after year. Right. Lollygaggers, <laughs> yeah.
1: we I see love. them all the time. <laughs> did, did you did you did you just go bull Durham? No,
2: yeah, I have thrown yeah. in there. Nobody likes a lollygagger, Charles. Let's be honest, right? You, you do real. You do realize we lost Skip many many years ago. He died at a very young age. So I think. I think I think that movie was one of his one of his last offerings See, for
0: us. Gas, Charles
1: knows everything. I've got another football question for you. The other big talking point up here, obviously, is people are very excited about Vita Vey and what's going to mm-hmm. happen with him. Mm-hmm. One, one of the 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 big big contributors to that great Husky team the last couple of years over at Montlake. Uh You've got him going to the Redskins with pick thirteen. Obviously, yeah. with with that in a mock. He could creep into the top ten, and I've seen him in the top ten in a few. Yes. He's clearly going to be a first-round guy. What do you see for the future for this guy?
2: Oh, I, th- I think that the future is, is very good for him because he does play with great intensity. He does play with that great motor. You see him chasing plays down after he rushes the passer. I think he gives you good push inside, and that means good pass rush from a defensive tackle. I don't know that his sack numbers are going to be like a Warren Saps. You know what I mean? That that great under tackle who made those types of plays. But at the same time, he also holds down things against the run as well. But that push that you want, you may not get to the quarterback, but you change things up for him if he tries to throw the ball downfield. You're right. He could easily creep into the top 10. Look, Oakland is at 10, depending on what happens in front of him. I think he's a candidate there. I know he's a candidate for Miami at eleven. Buffalo is going to continue to need defensive linemen. There. Obviously, we're thinking, thinking quarterback there, but if everything goes off the board and goes haywire, Buffalo would consider him there because plenty of us in, in the mocking business have said Buffalo will take a defensive line with one of their two picks. So you name it, he's got an opportunity to go. So you're right, he could creep to the top ten, but if he's just outside of it, I don't think he'll get too deep into it, into the into the teams, I should say.
0: What is, for, for our fans and, and for myself, What what is, Charles, the deepest position group in the draft this year?
2: I think running backs are extremely deep. I think there a ton of them. And I think that if you go by the formula from what you've seen, and I'm not talking about height and, and, and arms and all that. That big, strong, thick, tackle-breaking runner that it appears Pete Carroll and John Schneider-like, because you remember when Marshawn was there, who was behind him? It was Robert Turbin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had those guys with those major league guns going on, right? You had those big arms and, you know, strong and it, it just all the way through, right? And then um, who was it, Kristen Michael? Yep. You know, another rocked-up runner? Well, in your part of the country, there's a kid in Oregon named Royce Freeman okay. who looks like a Seattle Seahawks runner to me, and that that, that that could be into the second or the third round. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Because I still think they've got to find that guy. I feel almost like they've done it on the cheap for a while. Mm-hmm. Marshawn was a first-round pick, folks. You know, sometimes you got to invest in those guys to get them. And I think that maybe a little bit higher in the draft, you might see a runner come off the board for Seattle. Charles
0: Davis from the NFL Network. You're going to find Charles all day long on the NFL Network uh, breaking down the, uh, the draft uh, with some great knowledge. Obviously, on you know some of the national storylines, but also the local guys, and he just ended there talking about running backs. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get into this, le- you know, in our next segment later in the show. I mean, we all have a wish list of what we would like the team to get. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's been consistent all offseason. I want a running back. I want yeah. a dude.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and and to your to to what you want, Charles' point at the end there is so well taken. Hey, Marshawn Lynch yeah. was not some guy a team traded back a few times and got clever. Let's. No, sometimes you've got to take a swing at somebody you think is big. And, and with 18, there ought to be somebody there.
0: Well, let's look frankly. at it. And, and let's update you on, on the latest kind of rumors and rumblings and grumblings around uh, the NFL. There's news with the Seahawks and the Cowboys. There's news with the Seahawks and Browns. And uh, we're not sure if Josh Allen has tweeted yet uh, anything more offensive. Learn more. Now, back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Everybody
2: wants to portray
0: the, the bad boy, the Johnny Manziel stuff, but no, I, I love the game of football. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. Emotional player. I'll do anything what it takes to win. Hot take, hot rumor gas from out of the NFL draft world in Dallas is that Baker oh. Mayfield yeah. will be selected number one overall by the Cleveland Browns. In fact, Lance Zerline, who works for nfl.com is one of their draft guys has essentially just guaranteed it they are going to draft him now i maybe he's just doing a like he's an authoritative opinion on it or he knows something but he's like they're taking him number one
1: look it's not exactly based on the nine thousand mock drafts that are available you're not exactly going out on a limb right now if you wanted to if you wanted to report yeah without any sources not that i think that ever happens in this business if you wanted to, I could say right now, the at Gasman two hundred six is reporting. I'm hearing he knows for sure that the Browns are going to take Sam Darnold. And then I've got a, you know, what have I got? i got at least a 50-50, at worst, a 50-50 shot. And and if if they don't take Sam Donald, who's coming back at you and saying, well, Well, you reported it. The NFL Network, when they start digging up my
0: old tweets, look at this numbskull, look what he said 10 minutes ago. So that's the hot rumor. The Browns are going to take Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield. The guy he's been compared to is Johnny Manziel, and also he's been compared to our guy here, in Russell Wilson. It is interesting, Scott McLuhan, who is advising John Dorsey, the GM in Cleveland. Of course, you know, everyone knows, I think everyone knows the name Scott McLuhan. Scott was he's an outstanding football mind. He was he was in Seattle uh under John Schneider from 2010 to 2013. Uh he was also with the 49ers. He's been given credit to building up the 49ers, then also given credit to building up the Seattle Seahawks, being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, he had battled you know, his demons, alcohol being Uh, his demon that he has battled, back in football with the Redskins, didn't work out, but now is advising the Browns. And uh, one piece I just read uh, just moments ago was saying that Scott McLuhan is all over Baker Mayfield, that he's advising Dorsey to take him.
1: Yeah, it, It really, in a league that is absolutely designed to allow bad teams to get good, the Browns really No, oh, they have screwed are, it. Up. And and you could be cynical and well, say, What about the Mariners? I, I get it, but baseball oh, isn't quite designed the same way to guarantee you. You gotta have a lot but football is just set up so you
0: should be able to get good. You, you and- shouldn't be able to screw it up. And they have been they have screwed it up. I mean they have absolutely every screwed every year. Every year have screwed it up. And yeah, I mean they've got what well, they have nine picks in the draft. I'm just pulling I want to pull it up real quick. I mean they, they have the ability in this draft to actually get you know, they got the number one over pick. they got the number four pick, they have the number thirty three overall pick, the thirty fifth overall pick, the sixty fourth overall pick, so and then the hundred and fourteenth overall pick. I mean, you should be able to get some good value with all of those picks, and they may not keep all those, and and, and they may trade. And given what they've
1: had the last few years in the draft, you would think, hey, you know, an 8-8 eight and eight should not be unreasonable, and they're not even going to be close to 8-8. Eight eight.
0: Yeah, and then, so a Seahawks rumor out there, there is a report out there, the Seahawks and the Browns are, are talking. I'd love uh, that. Uh, about a deal, perhaps, uh, that going down, and then... You know, then Seattle would be able to acquire that 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 valuable third-round pick or second-round pick, something. There, there are talks going on there. I want them to move up. Let's go up. Let's you want to go up?
1: Let's get number four. Right. Let's, let's, whatever it takes.
0: And then you go number four and draft a quarterback. Yeah, well, right. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, but you would want to see this town oh. explode. Oh, it'd be the the Seahawks move up to get number four to get a quarterback.
1: That would be awesome. Oh. It would be just the greatest move ever.
0: There's uh, their, uh, their ESPN report, Dan uh, Graziano. Uh, saying the Seahawks and Cowboys continue to talk about a trade with Earl Thomas. Uh, Dallas uh, balking at the idea of a first-round pick uh, for Earl Thomas, but willing maybe a second-round pick, which would be the 50th overall. But before they would dance any further with John Schneider in Seattle, they need assurance from Earl that he will sign a long-term deal. Right. I would assume he would. He went to their locker room and right. asked for them to go get him. So
1: you know, it's no secret. But uh, it, it. I thought about this story a lot. I was in Austin, Texas, about I don't know a month, month and a half ago.
0: Great American and, city.
1: Uh, I'd never been there, and oh. and my wife was at a science conference. She goes, "You want to go to any of this?" And I'm like, oh. "No." So I walked around all day, and I went. I'm just walked around the, the University of Texas campus. Well, beautiful. Oh, uh, and and not a surprise here, but among I mean they they've got the you know the football stadiums unbelievable yeah. in terms of the public access on a yeah. day off you can yeah. walk in and see the museums and, stuff. Mm-hmm. and and among the players there are many great players in that school's history but among those who are feted the most is earl i mean yeah. without it i mean they, they've got yeah. a lot of different displays for a lot but he is he's in the top say 10 players of texas all time and the way they treat him in this museum yeah. so i get his whole you know i want to go home kind of thing but yeah, I think if the Cowboys could get him, he'd do a long-term deal. Right? I don't think that'd be an impediment. I don't at think all. that's
0: that's anything. I think it's. I think Seattle's probably looking at it if this report is true or it's just a smokescreen. I think mean, Seattle's say, man, really, Earl Thomas, mm-hmm. like all we're going to get is a second-round pick. Like I mean, we we need more. If, yeah. I mean, we need more. Okay, you're not going to give us a first. We need a second and whatever a third. I'm not oh. sure what, exactly what all Dallas has, but we need more than just a second-round pick.
1: Are they are they better off? If they just can't get what they want, keep an earl for one more year, and saying you know what we're probably going to lose him next year, but you know and now. Meanwhile, they could still work with him on an extension. They could still give him the money he wants, and maybe make this all a moot point. Yeah. But if the decision is let's get a second round draft pick versus you know let's keep him for another year and see what happens.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I you could keep him, you could tag him. Yeah, you know, they don't bring. I mean, I know they don't. They never use a tag around here. I don't think they they've ever used it. I think the last time the Seahawks used a tag was on Mare the kicker. But they could they could use the tag and wow well, no why would you pay? He wants to be the highest paid safety anyways, right? Probably
1: so, more than he wants to be a Dallas so, Cowboy. So
0: what's what's the what's it's the top what five top five salaries? The average of that to get the uh, to get the tag. So yeah, I mean you you do hold leverage here. He doesn't have any leverage if you keep him. He's got none, right? You tag him and then and then all right, then you can still work out a deal with him. I don't know what they'll do. My gut. I, my gut says they trade him. Uh, today. You think? Well, I think it has to be today, doesn't it?
1: Well, if it's a second-round pick, it could be tomorrow, yeah. in theory.
0: That's true. I mean, I unless
1: I, it's uh, part—it's part of him, and then who knows?
0: I—I I think they want to start new. Yeah, and I think everything they've done this offseason, I think they just want to clean slate. So,
1: so if they, if that's the case, then I think they should use the 18 pick because if you're starting new, let's get a star. Let's get somebody well, in here who yeah. who can who can help you do that. You've certainly lost a lot of. Uh, of experience with Bennett and Sherman, and that's okay. Right? Okay, so let's go out now, and whether it's a defensive guy or an offensive guy, let's get somebody who can be one of the new bell
0: cows. The great Curtis Crabtree, our Seahawks ace reporter who will be all over our coverage today, uh, which begins at the VMAC at 1 o'clock today with Ian Furness, 1 to 3. Tony will drone him from uh, 2 to 3. And then Softy Hugh Holmgren, Mike Holmgren, and Tony softly will take over from 3 to 7. Myself, uh, Hugh, and Tony from 7 to nine curtis crabtree he'll be all over it over there as well and online at sports kgr.com we'll get the latest from him next